All right, Nick's last to be here for MMB Radio, the online podcast where no topic is too big, too small. We talk about them all, and I have a special guest on the phone lines right now, a woman that I've known for many years, and Mm -hmm. I seem like I've known her for longer than that, and people from the Philadelphia area are probably going to recognize the voice and the name. My sister from another, Mr. Miss Tasha Makia, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you, honey? <laughs> Doing awesome. And uh, like I said, people are hearing the name and, and the voice and are saying, well, I know who that is. So you, you've you been all over the place with radio, but you, you've had a stopping right. in Philadelphia. So uh, kind of tell us where have you been? What have you been up to? Wow. Okay. First of all, i got to apologize for the voice. I'm now located in North Carolina. And we fly out and do a lot of things, but the pollen count out here is at an all-time high. So I apologize if I sound crazy, but... Um, wow, man, I'm, thank you so much for having me. Um, we, after I left Philadelphia, I came to North Carolina. Um, I came here 2011, and I love North Carolina. I mean, I love Connecticut, I love Philadelphia, but I'm definitely in love with North Carolina. Um, I've been here, I, I actually came down in March of 2011, and I was that gossip girl on the morning show for one or two games. And then, um, just loved it, hosting lots of shows. You know, just being the crazy, edgy girl that I pretty much always have been. Um, and then from there, I had a little break that had happened out here where I couldn't walk for a while. So I was um, taken off radio for, for about two years. So that's what I've been doing. I still did radio, you know. After we were Philly, after we were Sirius XM with Moni Love, I wound up coming out here and rocking with one of two jams. And had a break because of um, a situation that happened with my back. So for that two years, I still, like, Honestly, I feel like um, I was upset when the station let me go. It was right before my back surgery. But um, I don't have, I've never had any ill feelings toward them. I really believe that it was God's way of kind of taking me away for a little while. You know, I did radio in Connecticut. Then I went to Philly, had my own night show. Sirius XM, just so great, was excited. But I think he had something better for me and had to pull me away from it to humble me to pretty much get me better and, and, and refocus and man. It was hard, but it was the best thing that's happened to me. So, you know, 106 pounds less later, here I am, still in North Carolina, but, you know, back on the radio all over again. Now, I was going to say, you were just mentioning 106 pounds lighter now. Uh, While you're going through this time, this uh, transition, it it was like a Transformation Tuesday in real life. Like, you actually, you started working out, you started getting better, you started connecting spiritually, started getting into better shape. Um... Kind of take us through that process, because there was a, a period there where, like, you had let go from the station, and it sounds like you were in a, in a dark place for a while. How did oh, you yeah. kind of lift yourself up out of that and get into where you are now? It's crazy, because when I left the station, it was two years, um, I'm sorry, it was two days before my second year anniversary here, and I had a huge party lined up. I was, ser- like, seriously moved here. And I went to get off the couch, and my mom, she actually retired to help me you know, with my babies while we're all traveling, doing different things, helping people. I'm like, Mom, you're, you know, you maybe need to rest. I don't have no clue what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything, and it's on my body. But um, I did feel something a few days later, and then as time went on, I was no longer able to really walk. Um, at the time, my daughter, now 18, my daughter, Denasia, um, she was 16. She would have to help me shower. She would have to help me clean myself <laughs> in the bathroom. Very, very humbling. Um and then I just became depressed. Now, mind you, radio out here, I still was making it to work. I still was doing all my all the things that I had to do. Um, but I really wasn't, you know, hosting the clubs and doing as much as I, I used to because I was just in a different place. So when the station let me go, yes, I fell into depression. 
Yes, I thought about suicide. Yes, I wanted to give up. Um, when I say it was bad, it was very bad. And one thing, when you have a back issue, I had bursitis in my left hip. I had two fractured um, vertebrae, I'm sorry, two bulging discs and a fractured vertebrae. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in my early 30s. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is not supposed to happen. But, I mean, it can happen to anybody. So after time, I, I, I contemplated on surgery. And I was a little afraid because my doctor out here, who was an amazing doctor, he's in Winston-Salem, he was like, you know, I think you might want to think about let's do physical therapy, let's do these steroid injections into your back. And, man, it was it was the hardest time for me. Um so then it got to a point where my I felt bad. I started noticing things with my children, my little boys, uh, London now six and Dylan now four. Um, they would ask, Mom, let's go play outside. And I had an excuse for everything. You know, uh, at the time I was on the radio show with uh, Kyle and Dot, and they hit me up and say, hey, let's go do this. And, you know, now getting dressed as a woman, was a, it was a lot. Like I would layer, and, and women that are listening right now that know what it is to have some weight on you, you layer. And you, you will make an excuse to not go out with your friends. or And it's not that you don't want to. It's just that you just don't feel as comfortable, you know, as you did at one time if you're not comfortable with your weight. And I just became depressed. And then my daughter was getting ready to graduate high school, and I didn't want to show up the way I was to her graduation. And it was either one day, honestly, I was in bed, and I thought to myself, it's either that bottle of Vicodin, or I can actually do something. And then my son ran in the room, and he was like, um, he kept singing, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Remember that cup song? And I just thought, maybe that was a sign from God, right? So I said, okay, I'm going to prepare myself mentally. Um, I, ha I decided to have back surgery May 8th, 2013. And they were like, yeah, you know, just in case, we're not saying you're a workout person. I mean, I was 243 pounds, B. Like, I'm 5'5". Five, five. So he's just saying, I'm, I'm not saying you will work out, and I'm not telling you to work out. We just want to understand that. But if you do, you have to wait a year. And I thought to myself, he doesn't understand that I've been praying on this already. So if I really want this, i got to move my ass. You know what I mean? So May 8th, I had the back surgery. It was horrible, but it was the best decision I've ever made. I'm no longer um, on medication. I even went through a withdrawal from pain medications. I've never been a person to have an addictive personality, but I guess we never know until we're in these situations. You know what I mean? Um, so I went through three days of hell with the withdrawal, and then um, I decided I was going to start doing something about my weight. Didn't know how, didn't know what to do, but I started at 15 minutes a day, maybe three, four times a week, and it was hard. Even if it was 15 minutes, I started moving. So my 243 went down to 240. And then when my 240 went down to 232, I thought, wow, this, this, this may work. And when I started readjusting my food, um, I kind of plateaued because I wasn't quite sure when it comes to food, but I found this shake, a meal replacement by, by, by um, I'm sorry, a company named Vice Alice. And I actually believed in the shake so much because it helped me drop over 100 pounds with a transformation kit that I actually bought into the company. And so I am a part of the company now, and I love it. Like, I love it. So here I am. You know, I, I, I know the doctors told me one thing, but I took it slow. I took care of myself. I made sure, you know, I paid attention to when building my back up and, and just, you know, taking care of myself. And 106 pounds later, I pray that I'm inspiring other people and, you know, not allowing, helping them to not see, you know, to see that excuses are just, they're not, they're just, 
pointless, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I, I, the devil has been trying to take me down for the longest time in my life. And if I can do it through domestic violence, and if I can do it through, you know, depression, losing my job, and if I can do it at an early age, a young age, then there's no, I don't think there's really any reason why anybody else can, you know, push. And I, I beat high blood pressure. I had high blood pressure. My last son, Dylan, he's now four. He was actually a high-risk pregnancy, and he was born about six and a half, seven weeks early, and he was very tiny. So, you know, a lot of the things, when I sat back and I looked at it, I was like, you know, the emotional eating is one thing I dealt with, and it's because of life, you know. Um, but unless you've gone through it, you really can't understand it. So I decided to become a certified personal trainer um, and help other women because, it's not about being thin, it's just about being healthy. So it doesn't matter if you want to remain a thick girl, because, you know, here in NC, the men love the girls thick, and that's great. But, you know, I want to make sure that I help people get healthy at least and maintain a healthy lifestyle. So that's what I've been doing. I know it's a lot, but I've been doing that. And, and you know, I always believe the more positive you are, the more blessings will come your way. And my old boss from one or two gyms wind up calling me on my lunch break and saying, hey, you know, remember we talked about part-time? And, and I thought, wow, he's just so awesome. He's an amazing man. Um, and I said, well, no, I really don't, but talk to me, you know. And I've been, I got a little refresher because um, I got spoiled not running the boards for a while. And I'm officially back on one or two jams. Right now I'm just chilling. We're going to see where they're going to put me. I really can't say right now. But it's going to be an awesome, um, you know, journey with the radio and doing what I'm doing and helping people. So I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. So it sounds like you've been through a lot. I mean, that, that's that was a mouthful of like what you've been yeah. going through. And the cool thing about it is, there's a lot of people out there and saying, "I I can't do it. It's not me. I don't I don't know if I can do it." But the one thing that I've mm-hmm. kind of grabbed from what you're saying is there there's not like a set goal that you have to reach. Like there's little small steps that you can take. Like everybody has a different situation and you shouldn't have to compare yourself to someone else's situation and say, you know, well, she did this in X amount of time and lost this amount of weight. So I need to do that Mm -hmm. or better. So what would you say to those people out there that are, that feel compelled by either society, peer pressure from other people that they have to meet a certain goal by a certain time? It's crazy because I remember growing up and, you know, you see magazines and, and you're like, I want to look like her, but, you know, those people, they're really well edited. I don't know, you know, there's a lot of us that stick on social media. My mom loves Facebook. But I think at some point you got to really honestly, and not just say it, you really got to seriously mean it when you think, I really don't care what other people are doing. I really care about me. Because when we were younger, we, you know, way younger, before we started thinking about, oh, my friend likes me because I do this. You really didn't care. You were just having fun. You enjoyed life. You got to somehow get back to that and really just focus on you, like, before I started training, um, right before the depression hit, I remember looking at people's photos and I would be like, oh, gosh, she had a surgery. Oh, she did a quick fix. But now I understand, and it's it's something you definitely got to start walking. You know, it's great to look at other people and say, it would be nice to have that or this, but don't compare yourself to somebody because you don't know what their battle was. Um, and then, you know, one thing I think that's beautiful is that each and every one of us have an amazing frame. Like, we were created as a work of art. Underneath all the layers, there's something beautiful. So though we can want and like or try to compare ourselves to somebody else, we have our own beauty. There's something just beautiful about every single one of us if we stop looking at others for, you know, uh, what is it called, um, 
for someone to pretty much say you're hot or you're fit or you're amazing. Like, look to yourself. Look in the mirror. You know, like, I think that if you just start slow, you'll actually see how beautiful it is. And all it takes is a few pounds. And that thing, I'm telling you, when that scale drops and you see you did that, you're really not going to be too concerned with someone else because I can care less what everybody else is doing in the fit world. I mean, I do check it out, but I never compare myself to them. I think that's awesome. I, I Now that I've been training consistently for two years, I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine what they went through mentally just to do this for a show or I can imagine what this girl's doing because she just started. You kind of look at it differently. The more, one thing I can say about training is it brought up this positivity in me that I remember I had as a teenager and I'm in love with it. And it's, I'm not messy. I'm not the gossipy girl. I'm very, very honest. I'm very, very happy with myself. And I'm considered me like, when I was doing radio before I was brought back this time, I wasn't happy. And though I was upset because they let me go, but who I was inside is what I what was projected, what I what like what I spoke about on the radio. So now it's just a different thing. So all you gotta do is stop comparing yourself to other people and just start. I promise. It sounds crazy, but there's so many gifts that come along with your transformation that you'll say, That's what Tosh McKee was talking about. But it's something you can't buy. Like, you can go get lipo, you can get your, you know, some fat move from your ass to here or whatever, but there's something that comes along with training that you cannot buy, that you can just feel, and it's it's the most amazing thing. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just do it. Just what, do it. That's that's the only thing you can do. And one of the things that I could chime in as far as advice that I have, um, you see people on Facebook, and you see people on, on Instagram and, and Tumblr mm-hmm. and all these other things, and you, you, people want to compare themselves to these people but you have to remember that when these people are posting photos on their social media accounts they're posting the best photos so right i feel like that there's some kind of uh you know you're not seeing what they look like when they first wake up you know not everybody's beyonce and they woke up like this like not everybody's not like that <laughs> so you, you, one of the things I say is like sometimes you have to scale back looking uh, through the social media, through some of the gossip uh, magazines, and uh, mm-hmm. stop comparing yourself. Stop trying to be the Kim Kardashians of the world. Start being you of the world, you know? Right. And uh, setting right. your own kind of platform of who you are and not trying right. to be a copycat of somebody else. So that's a really cool positive At message all. that you have going mm-hmm. on. And uh, I also know that you are. Uh, you, you do a lot of stuff with domestic violence yeah. and um, that's a huge topic now because it seems like everywhere you go, there is some type of domestic violence thing. It all kind of started <laughs> with uh, the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing. And then you start right. having Ray Rice and then you right. have all these other ones. And now you have uh, DeAndre Johnson of Florida state who recently uh, punched a girl in a bar. It was caught on video. Um, it seems like everybody's like, this is the new fad, but something's been going on for a while just now that you're seeing high-profiled people actually bringing mm-hmm. it more to the, the, the forefront. So what, what is your take on all this stuff that's going on, all these uh, younger guys out there who are uh, hitting women for whatever reasons? See, for me, I think, um, man, what, uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure everybody listening has heard, but I was a survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm a victor, excuse me, um, of domestic violence. More so mental. There was a, physic, there was a lot of physical. There was raping. Um, but coming out of that, I, first of all, I'm over my pity party. I've had my pity party 10 years ago, and I'm over that. So I, help, I like to help young girls and women 
um, kind of see their worth. I think that if a lot more women saw their worth, a lot of this stuff would not happen. Going into relationships, there's nothing wrong with saying these are things that I'm going to allow and make sure you're consistent at holding those things. If something uncomfortable happens, then you need to know when to roll out and don't think that, oh, okay, let me be passive. You have to have boundaries. And I'm not saying that for everybody because there's a lot of women that do have boundaries and these things happen, but there's always something that might keep you there, whether it's afraid to start over, of being afraid of the person that they might hurt you, um, children. There's always different things, but there's always a way to get out. I just think that it's kind of crazy. Um, it's funny because someone actually asked me about, you know, a few of the people that you mentioned, and here we did a big, big interview with one of the, um, one of the um, newspapers, and the whole Chris Brown, Rihanna thing, I thought that was always kind of weird to me. And, and I'm saying this as a person that, you know, is a survivor. I just, that, that whole situation just never made sense to me. Yes, I like Chris Brown's music, but I'm not a person that's stuck on somebody because of that, and I would never take a side. But I don't think we ever really heard the full story with that one. I'm not sure why, but I think something in that car, whatever happened, was a bit more than what we know. And I think Chris kind of took the rap for that one. That's just Tasha's opinion. Um, but with a lot of others, I think that, you know, we, we got to know our worth as women. And I remember when I was in my situation, I was afraid. I know that my brother, one of my brothers were confronted by my abuser and uh, supposedly threatened, you know, what I've heard. And then this person that I was once with, um, he threatened to murder my mom and to take my daughter from me. So yeah, it was scary. I didn't know my worth from a hole in the wall. So I just thought, if I'm still here with him, you know, and he sees that I'm worth it and that I'm great, you know, hopefully he will see my worth because I couldn't. And, you know, one day changed and 15, 15 years later after being raped when my daughter played in the next room and after being, um, you know, emotionally broken because he knew my dad wasn't in my life. Um, and that's a fact. If anything, my stepmother, who was amazing, actually did more for me than my father probably has ever done. And she's amazing. I thank God for her every single day. Um, but, you know, I think that we definitely got to know our worth. And right now, that's what I'm doing. No matter what state I travel to, I immediately look up, you know, a domestic violence center, some type of a place that's not just a shelter, but some type of a, a place that actually helps that has to do with the state. So here, I don't work for them. I do it because I promised God I would do it if I ever got out of mine. And the family services, and what they do is they can actually help you if you're in a situation uh, disappear. New social security number, new start job training. Um, it's, but, but you have to make sure you're not going to look back. That's the thing. So I, right now, the last person that I helped get out of a situation was actually my best friend, Tanika Joyner. And it was really hard um, because I've, I've never thought that she would be going to something like that with someone that she, she was working with, someone that we were very close to. And, um, Right now, you know, they're going to trial, so there's a lot of things that to mention, but she was actually number 70. Um, and so I've been doing this out of my pocket. I've been meeting women at the police station or the grocery store or Walmart parking lot just to kind of get them the information and get them free. And I thank God for being able to do this, even in my pain. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just traveling and trying to help people find know their worth because I think, to be honest, be like with reality TV, you know, when we were growing up, we knew that that scary movie was that scary movie on TV. We knew that this soap opera on TV was on TV. But because they put the name reality TV, we really believe that it's real when it's really scripted. 
And I think people take from that and think that's how they're supposed to allow men to treat them or women because women do the same thing to men. Uh, one of my guys um, that I actually helped was from out here. And he was actually a big-time person that people knew and never knew that he was going through this situation. I actually assisted him in that, too. Thank God for him trusting me. But, you know, I think that we, we can't separate, you know, the fake from the real. And we really got to get it together because, you know, what's on TV is what's on TV. But what happens in our life, we got to remember we have smaller people watching us, and there's a big possibility that they can recycle and do the same thing we have done. You know what I mean? So it's worse. Now, you gotta the, know, and honestly, you're worth. No, you're worth. One of the 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 white hot topics right now is where women feel that they can physically, you know, do harm or try to do harm to somebody, and not expect any kind of retaliation. And people have mm-hmm. different opinions each way. Some people are saying you should never hit a woman, but somewhere, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is in the inner cities. It's it's kind of like it's a, it's a cultural thing where a lot of them feel like they can just, you know, hook off on a dude and expect that he's not going to touch them. And then when a dude does retaliate or defends themselves out of uh, pure emotion at the time, that um, they're labeled as the bad guy or they're, you know, they're, they're blacklisted from doing anything or they're being put in, in incarceration. Like, what is, what yeah. is your opinion on that? See, I don't think it's just happening in, in the urban world. I think it's happening everywhere. Um, there, it, it, it I mean, abuse doesn't have a particular race. It's happening in the homes that we think have it all, the you know, have it all, like the best of best of everything. And in my opinion, I do not think it's right for any man to hit a woman. And I don't think it's right for a woman to hit a man. But there is a point where if a man has never touched this woman, she is doing something, you got to get shook it up a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, yes, go shake her up. If he can walk away from it, then cool. But see, it's funny because, no, not not cool. I'm not saying for him to hit her, but that's how I feel about the Chris Brown and Rihanna thing. And I feel like something in that car happened where she might have done something. And again, I'm not saying it's right, but the bumps on her head were kind of odd. It just didn't make any any sense to me. So, no, I don't think it's right for a man to hit a woman. If a woman is hitting a man, I mean, do you think that he's going to continue to allow you to hit him? I, I just think that people need to keep their damn hands to themselves because then you're messing it up. And then this woman who's probably never been abused by this guy, now he's going to jail and messing up his career or whatever he's doing because this one time she got hot-headed. And then what happens? They probably will get back together. I mean, we really need to get it together. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, when you don't know your worth, you allow this stuff to happen. It's toxic relationships, and they're not going to get better. They're just not. Now, tell me a little bit now about this this company where it says uh, for children who, with every 10 pounds they drop, um, you help feel, feeding children, like kind of uh, tell yeah. us how that how that works. Oh, uh, that's Vitalis. Okay, so Vitalis is a meal replacement um, company, and they have everything and everything. If you're interested, you can check it out at tashmakia.bodybyvi.com. Um, pretty much, it's a, a amazing shake, and I have to say this: I've tried a lot of different shakes, and they taste like dirt or a plant or <laughs> I don't know, like branches. Like it's just disgusting. They always have that weird aftertaste. So I've tried everything, and I'm like, oh, I finally got to a point that I'm just going to eat healthy. But I, and when I first started training, I didn't know what to eat. So I tried the shake, and when you open the bag, it smells like vanilla cake, and it tastes like vanilla cake. So it's something you replace two meals, you know, with during your day and then pick a meal that you can have fun with your family or whatever. 
Um, but for every 10 pounds you drop with the shake or any of the kits on the site, you are feeding children anywhere in the world. I mean, you can also, you know, once you drop your 10 pounds, you can also, like, uh, pretty much choose where the foods are going to go. And they feed children with these foods, with these kits, which is awesome. There's cereal, there's cookies, there's juices, there's all, there's neon. Neon is a new hot thing, Chris Brown and Christina Million. They've all had them in videos. And it's an all-natural energy drink that's amazing. Um, it glows, but it's all-natural all natural. You can mix it, you know, with different things. If you have a black light, it glows. But for every 10 pounds you lose with any Vicalis product, you are feeding children. So with me losing 106 pounds, I believe I said I'm, I fed over 1,000 children. It's amazing. So when you don't have the motivation or you feel like, what do I do today? Just remember, for every time you push yourself, you're actually helping to feed children in the world that don't have the things that you have. Or, you know, if you got off your butt, you can actually help feed some children. So it's it's an amazing company. It's definitely an amazing company. I'm totally down with that. If, if it means me getting in shape and losing weight and plumping yeah. up some other kid with the weight that I had, like, I'm all right. for that. You know? so I love that. I... So you, you just made a thousand <laughs> yeah. kids that much more, you know, well-rounded. And at the same time, you're getting, you're losing weight and making yourself healthy. So Yeah, feeling amazing. That. So I love uh, that. We will definitely talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I mentioned, you had a stop here in Philadelphia, and a lot of people were tweeting into me when they heard that you're going to be on the show. And uh, what is something yeah. that you you just miss about Philadelphia? Like a lot of the fans here are like, "Oh, I miss Tasha. I, I used to listen to her every night." What's something that you miss oh, about man. Philadelphia? It's you know what's funny. It's it's been 2011, 2000. I left 2009 on radio and. I love Philly. I mean, Connecticut, I was born and raised there. I'm always going to have love for Connecticut. Philadelphia gave me back my life. And it's not just the feel. It's the love for music. It's the love for, for sports. It's just the, it's just Philly is so alive. And the people are just so amazing. And it was my first time, you know, actually having my own show. And all the mess-ups on B, all the mess-ups me and Super had on air, they still embraced us. They still made us feel amazing and I, there's nothing i don't miss about philly i mean there's i mean there's there's everything I, there's the food miss what is it tootsies miss tootsies i miss everything the people north philly strawberry mansion everything like philly was just everything i cannot wait to come back but i've been i've been talking to some people out there about radio and who knows um but there is there's man i miss everything about philly cheesesteaks all them cheesesteaks put on an extra 20 pounds when i first moved out there but <laughs> I miss everything. I miss my promoters out there. I miss, you know, even though we were on one station, I still, I still do miss my friends on, you know, the opposite station on Power 99 and, you know, WDAS. Like, Philly will always be home. Philly gave me my life back. It was actually the place I came out with and said, hey, you know, I'm being abused. And that's when I actually gave it to Philly. It's the first time I actually cried on the radio. But there's, there's so much. I, was, what, not, not, I didn't mean to say there's nothing I miss about Philly. There's so much. I miss about Philly. When I think about Philly, it's just goosebumps everywhere. Well, we so who knows? That... Maybe one day I'll be back home. <laughs> yeah, we hope that you come back. We've had, you know, Moni Loves back here on the radio. You know, Elvis Silk is back here on the radio. So, um, you know, a shout-out to Colby Cole, who's doing a lot of things, pulling a lot of strings, making a lot of, Colby's you know, awesome. 
making a lot of classic, you know, Philly radio moments happen again. I'm still hoping, I'm hoping for Radioactive to come back. If we can get Radioactive back on the radio. I'm aging myself now, but I grew up on that Radioactive. (laughs) So if we, Kobe, Kobe, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you're a boss. Please make something happen. Oh, awesome. Make, make right. this happen. Bring Tasha back to Philly, you know? I mean, shout out to <laughs> North Carolina, but, hey, you got to bring the yeah. girl back to Philly. So, uh, Man, the one thing about Philadelphia is that when they know good stuff, they keep it in their heart. And I just, I just love – I'll always love Philly. Always. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Um, let people know where they can reach you at online. For the people that are listening to this that are, you know, want to uh, have lost touch with you or lost contact with you, how can they uh, interact with you on, like, social media or websites and all that stuff? Absolutely. Anything on social media. My daughter's getting me hip with everything. So I've been on the Snapchat. I am addicted to it. Do you have Snapchat, B? I, you know what? <laughs> Funny quick story about Snapchat. Somebody has my <laughs> damn name on Snapchat. Somebody is what? using Mixmaster B on Snapchat. I had to reach out to Snapchat and be like, look, I have to provide them with documentation that it's a trademark. Right? It's a trademark name. I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. I can't contact them because I don't have a Snapchat and I can't oh. I can't see what they're doing, but hopefully they're not, you know, misinterpreting, you know, who I am. Right, uh, who you are and your brand. We need to start, like, a petition, a Snapchat petition on that. That's not cool. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I stole Snap. They're like, well, it's a first-come, first basis. You know, somebody, you know, takes name. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is, like, I paid money for this name, dude. Right, like, right. This isn't, this isn't just, you know, I woke up, it was just like, I'm Mixmaster B, you know? <laughs> I mean, it did kind of work uh, that way, but I did have to fill out paperwork later, so. Um, right. You know, but I'm, I'm really getting big uh, into the Periscope. So people, if I don't know if you know if you do periscoping yet, I've never heard about it, but I will buy it as soon as I hang up. <laughs> get get you. your daughter yes. to get into periscoping. It's you know you do like a live, uh, like live feed broadcast, and you do it right from your phone. Right. So like it'd be really cool if you're out and about somewhere. Like I'm gonna be periscoping yeah. next week. I'm gonna be in New York City, so people can see me. I'm gonna yeah. be periscoping from the Statue of Liberty and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be crazy. That's so. awesome. But uh. Yeah, yes, she so. just keeps me up to date with everything because I'm running so much. She's like, Mom, you got to do this. Update this. Your Twitter's old. Update this. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. I definitely love Snapchat. I'm on Vine. Um, you know, like every single part, different things on social media has a different audience. So I'm on everything at Tasha Makia. It's T-O-S-H-A-M-A-K-I-A. It's one name. And, yeah, hit me up. Let's talk or follow each other back and just keep up with the journey. I'm just helping people, you know, besides being back on radio, um, I'm just helping people get in shape and feel better about themselves and know their worth. So it'll be awesome. Well, I really appreciate you talking to us. I feel like this is so long overdue, you know, to be able to talk to you. And and I'm happy that we actually were able to get it done now where you actually have a a message. And it's not just two people just, you know, chit-chatting about music and you know, celebrity and pop culture and all that stuff. Like, you actually had a message and you brought it today. Thank and you. Uh, I hope that people will take something from this, you know, even if it's just a slither of it and actually run right. with it. And uh, just to show that, you know, stuff can happen if you just, you know, apply yourself. So uh, we right. really appreciate you. Philly misses you. And we uh, hope to uh, hear and see you back here in the Philadelphia area real soon. Of course. Thank you so much, honey. I appreciate it so much. Philly, I love you. Always para siempre. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you. Bye, honey. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Tasha McKee. Right now, you're listening to my honey, Nick Master B on MMB Radio.